0: Hello everybody, welcome to the next installment of our Empowered Leaders membership group. It is October 30th and we are talking about the very last principle of nature, uh, number 11. Uh, And I can't wait to get into that with you. However, let me just preface this. Um, This is pre-recorded for you. Uh, Today is Monday as I'm recording this, the 26th, and I am getting ready to go on vacation. I think some of you know that. I'll be going and, and spending some time with my dad in Detroit tonight, and then he and I are going to go visit my family in Tennessee for a few days, and then I'm going to go on a five-day retreat, a uh, spiritual retreat in North Carolina. No internet. <laughs> I, I'm not even taking my laptop with me, guys. That's how how serious this trip is. So I'll spend five days there, and then I'll come back to Tennessee and spend some more time with my family, and then my dad and I will make a leisurely trip home. So... Uh, while I'm on vacation, if you need anything, there are several different options open to you. So the first one is always our search engine, okay? So I'm gonna leave that link in the description. The search engine will allow you to have a quick answer. So let's say you know, you're you're having uh, an issue with a difficult employee or staff member, right? Go into the search engine and put in difficult people or employees, something related to that, you'll get access to everything I do. Remember, you guys are my preferred group. So in your search engine widget, that's what it's called, you have access to everything on the podcast, everything I've done on social media, whether it be audio or video, you have access to trainings that other people pay for that you have, uh, so let's say you're not in our, um, well, let's see, what wouldn't you be in? So I I did a challenge not too long ago. It was a seven-day challenge, and it was talking about universal principles. If you didn't buy into that challenge, the challenge is now closed now. Nobody else has access to that. But if you weren't one of the few that bought into that challenge, if you search for something and the answer is in that challenge, guess what? It will bring it up for you, okay? So you have access to more things than anybody else does. Uh, People who listen to the podcast or who are connected with us on Facebook, They also have a search engine, but their widget is a little bit different. It's very limited. So when they they go to put in working with challenging people, they're gonna get the podcast and maybe some videos, but they're not gonna get all of the other trainings that I do. Or sometimes I'll actually put in your widget. If I had a really good coaching session with somebody and they're like, yeah, you can use my stuff, I'll put that in your widget too, okay? So use that because it's a quick answer for you. Now, you can also text me Uh, And this is for if something is coming up and you're like, oh no, I need like emergency leadership help. Okay. I don't know that that's going to actually happen, but I do want to offer that in case you need it. I will leave my phone number in the description too, along with that link, so you have it. Okay. Now, I will tell you this on uh, Thursday this week. So, what is that? I'd have to look. So, Thursday is. the 29th. We are not having our Zoom this week. Uh, Zoom is not allowing me to put somebody on as a co-host. That was our original plan. Uh, I will, uh, from the 28th until the 2nd, I will be out of range, no internet whatsoever. So no Zoom this week. I will be on our Zoom on the next week, on the 6th though. Um, I technically will not be, right? That's the 6th. Just want to check the 5th. Um, Technically, I won't be back in the office until after the 7th, but I'm going to show up for Zoom uh, in two weeks, so I hope you do too, okay? All right, so let's get into our content for today. So we're talking about the last principle of nature. Now remember, these are principles, so they're laws. They happen all the time, right? Whether you believe in them or not, whether you know about them or not, they're always happening, and principles are kind of the way things work, right? So the principle we're talking about today is, more is not always better. More is not always better, okay? You're gonna wanna write that down. More is not always better. All right. So specifically in our American culture, uh, I know we have some people in this group who are not in the United States, but I'm sure you'll recognize as I'm talking about this. Uh, And you may find it in your culture as well, but specifically in the American culture, uh, we have this notion that somewhere developed that more is better, right? So having more cars, having more space in your house, um, you know, my husband has this fascination with more Tupperware, more dishes, right? Uh, I just look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's driving me nuts. (laughs) And out of this culture of more, honestly, we get stress. Think about it this way. Let's say somebody is, um, you know, they they get a job and they're like, oh my gosh, I, I wanna have a vacation home. So let me get a job, maybe a second job or a different job, right? So they go and they get a different job. Um, making more money, getting more benefits, they they end up having that vacation house, so they're living for the nights and the weekends, right? And because they have the vacation house, they say, okay, now we need some toys for the vacation house, right? We need a boat, we need some, you know, uh, what are water skis, right? Um, and and you start adding on and adding on, right? Now we need a trailer. Now we're going to go camping, right? And we look at this and we say that is the American dream. When in reality, your nine to five job is killing you with stress because you're trying to work in order to have all of this stuff. Okay. I'm not immune to that. I mean, I, I look at stuff around my house and I'm like, what the heck, man, where did we get here? Right. Um, even as I'm recording this, I'm looking in the background going, yep, we need to do a little purging. Okay. Okay. And one thing I find, uh, especially when I'm talking to women leaders, is that it's particularly difficult because there's this notion that we have to do it all. We have to be really good at our jobs, like the best leader possible, right? And we have to be the best mom, the best wife, the best friend, the best daughter, you name it, right? And so I get a lot of people come in and say, Michelle, how do I balance all of this? And I'm like, well, you don't. You have to find a harmony in it, right? So remember our videos on balance and harmony. And I think it really comes back to this idea that we're trying to have it all, right? But more is not always better. Listen, I am going through almost like a spiritual transformation when it comes to this. I am trying to get rid of stuff. I, I cleaned out my closet this weekend again, even though I did it two months ago, only got rid of three things. Cause I realized like that's all, but yet when I got rid of those three things, I was like, ah, oh, I feel good right now. Maybe in another two months, I'll go and I'll get rid of one thing, but at least I feel like I'm, I'm purging. I'm getting rid of stuff. Um, there's a lot in my file cabinets I could probably get rid of from like 20 years ago. Right. More is not always better. It can cause us stress. So uh, we're going to have our three statements like we have every time. I want you to write these down and then give yourself a rating, 1 to 10. How well are you doing on them? Okay. So the first statement under more is always better is, I recognize when enough is enough. I recognize when enough is enough. Okay. Now. This one is particularly um, challenging for me and and maybe not to do with my stuff necessarily. But when I was thinking about this, I immediately went to, wait a minute, Michelle, what about your work? Because you see, I can do, 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 do all day long until I make myself sick, right? Um, I can work hours and hours and hours. I've been doing some reflection on, on different things. And it's interesting because... You know, the, when the, the first kind of trigger thing comes up and, and the first thought that's attached to that is, well, well, that's a lot of work. I was like, wait a minute, you know how to work. You have a very good work ethic and you can work for things that you like. So that's not the excuse. And then I got to drill down and find out what the real thing is. But the point is that I am used to work. I'm used to getting stuff done and achieving all kinds of great things, right? I'm not saying that that is good. I'm not saying it's bad. Uh, however, the relationship that I have had with it is maybe not so good for me. And so now I'm really in this like, how how can I navigate my life so I'm getting the things that I need and still making you know the money and helping people, but making sure I get the rest. And so that's where this two weeks of vacation comes from uh, and not taking my computer because I'm like, no, you don't need to, right? Um, so... How much is enough work? Your answer is going to be different than mine. And if you ask that question, it's probably going to be different on a different day, right? How much is enough stress? And I'll be honest with you, I'm on this mission to not have any. (laughs) So I realized for myself, and I know that I have a different lifestyle than, than some folks who are in, you know, more of a nine to five. So I, I totally get that. However, for me, um, because I'm in the lifestyle I am, I literally get to design my schedule. What do I want to do? And so for for a few months now, I have not put any uh, meetings on my schedule till afternoon. So In the morning, I'm up by 5, 5.30. I'm usually getting my study time in. I get my podcast time in. Um, Might answer some some emails if I feel inclined. Um, But I'm usually focusing on where am I going with my business? What's happening? What's next? What do I need to plan on? Uh, by 10 o'clock, that is my writing time. So I've been working on this PhD. Um, huge thoughts and 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 good good thoughts and vibes and everything coming my way. Um, we're to the point where the review board is reviewing it to give their stamp of approval, and then I can collect my data. So we're we're getting there. Um, and so I give myself two hours every day to do that. And then from noon to one, uh, that is, I am trying to transform that from eating something at my desk to really making it a special thing. So actually preparing a a meal, sitting down, enjoying each bite, like almost dating myself, if you will, um, changing my relationship with food. And then from 1 o'clock until usually about 2.45, I try to have any sort of meetings that I need to have. Kids come home at 3 o'clock. For the first hour, that is my connection time with them, and then they're off running and doing their thing. I usually get from 4 to 6 for coaching, and then I take a little break for dinner with everybody if they're home. Uh, If they're not, depending on what night of the week it is, I just keep going uh, on my work or, or having coaching calls. I love that schedule. It allows me to do everything I need to do for myself, for my business, for my PhD, and then also for my family and for other people. Now, am I working nine to five? No, I'm not. I think if you averaged it all out, depending on the weeks, I probably would be working about 30 hours a week because I do do a lot on the weekends when the kids are busy. Um, But for me, that's what works. Okay, so how much stress is enough for you? Um, Here's a good one. How much overfunctioning is good, right? How much of, of that is enough? Overfunctioning is really stepping into other people's roles, doing their work for them, okay? When is that enough, okay? So, really thinking through all of the different things in your life. So, when is enough enough? Um, time, money, toys, time with your kids, time without your kids, right? Work, rest. Um, this idea of how much movement or stillness do you need, right? Um, this idea that inertia is a myth, right? That that you can't ever be still, but you can be still and in motion, if that makes sense. Um, it's the difference between... I love yoga. Yoga is awesome. And, and when you're moving from one pose to another, there's this transition time, right? It's a little herky-jerky sometimes. But Tai Chi is a constant movement. There's actually no stopping, there's no resting at all. So what is your relationship with stillness and movement? Okay. More stillness is not always better, but more movement is not always better too. Okay. So how are you doing on that one, one to 10? Okay, so let's talk about the second statement. The second statement is, whenever possible, I choose quality products that are designed to last. Now, this goes beyond just talking about, you know, things that are going to last, you know, getting a good deal. You know, my father-in-law loves to go shop at Sam's and Costco. Uh, We're getting a new Costco here in Midland, actually. It might have just opened up this week, so that's the new excitement here in town. Uh, And he loves to go shopping there, but you know what he buys? He buys the spices and the spice mixtures and I look at him and say, what in God's green earth makes you think that you're gonna use that much spice before it goes bad? That's meant to use in a restaurant, right? More is not always better. And and sure enough, you know, he gets about halfway down and it starts to lose all of its flavor and he's gotta throw the thing out. But it goes beyond that. So it's really thinking about your thinking here. So do you choose quality products that are gonna last? So I'll give you a great example of this one many years ago, seems like yesterday and an eternity ago, when I was trying to decide what was gonna be the specialty of my PhD. So my PhD is in education, but my specialty is assessment, evaluation, and accountability. Now, first of all, that sounds like a lot and it sounds very boring and that's what I thought at first too, but I realized, oh no, this is all about the change process, how you take an individual through change, how you take a group through change, how you take an organization and a system through change, okay? So as I was going through, I was thinking, okay, if I'm going to go through this whole long, grueling process, I want to make sure I have a greater return on my investment. So I was looking at the different PhD specialties I could get, and one of them was early childhood education. And I was like, Oh, I was instantly drawn to that. My my bachelor's is elementary ed. My master's is in early childhood education. I thought that would be great. So as I was talking to the counselor, I said, hey, what do you think about this? And I said, well, I, I have a question. When I'm done with this PhD, what could I do with it in early childhood? So we listed out all of these jobs, and I was like, okay, I can do all those now with a master's. Why would I get a PhD in education if I can't do anything else with it? And so what drew me to uh, the A, E, and A specialty is what I call it, uh, is the ability to use this not just in education, but now I have a stamp of approval that I can go and I can use it in a business. I can go and use it in a nonprofit organization. Uh, And people will look at that and go, oh my gosh, you are a change and uh, development specialist. Okay, so choosing something that's going to last or give you a greater return. Okay, um, you know when we talk about leadership, it's not checking boxes; it's really playing the long game. So, for example, when you're working with a teacher, and you know maybe they're struggling to make a change, and instead of coming in and saying, "Hey, you've got to, you know, you've got to make this change, do this," coming in and, in your authority, really sitting with them in that coaching style, asking them. To, Questions, trying to get them to uh, really check in with themselves and find out, you know, what's holding you back, and and how can we fix that? Because as easy as it would be to say, just do what I told you to do, that doesn't get us our change, right? And you're trying to choose quality products that are designed to last. Coaching your employees versus telling them what to do—that's a quality product that will last. Okay. Um, Simon Sinek, he's written several books. Leaders Eat Last is the one I'm looking at right now. Um, but he really talks about know your why. Why are you doing something? And I think that when you really delve down and you ask yourself, why am I you know, leading in this position I'm in? Why am I parenting the way I'm parenting? For me, why am I eating the way I'm eating? Like, let me get to know myself that way, Right. When you stop and you ask why, now you can design things so that they last longer, okay? Um, Okay, so the third statement is, I am sensitive to the finite resources of the planet and choose products and services that support sustainability. That's a lot, so I'll repeat it again. I am sensitive to the finite resources of the planet and choose products and services that support sustainability. So this is really more of a mindset thing, okay? So um, I'll give you some examples. Now, first of all, I'm gonna give you examples that I use and I am by no means selling anything here. I'm just giving you an example. We have had kind of a transition or transformation, I guess. When my son was born, so he's 16 now, so this is 15 years ago. Uh, he was relatively fresh on this earth, I think in the first three months and he started having eczema issues and we started changing our products at home, you know, our detergent and things like that. Um, but it got a little bit worse and long story short, we went to the doctor, they referred us to somewhere, we went to the specialist and they were giving us this cream. Now I did a little research on the cream and found out that you should never give it to children under a year and he was only six months old. And I was like, what am I doing to this poor little guy's system by giving him steroids? And is that good enough to take care of his eczema? And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. So I started doing some research that led me on my journey to Arbon products. Now, if you don't know anything about Arbon, they've been around for 30 years, at least now Um, you can look them up. You'll find all kinds of stuff out there. Uh, it's kind of it's a network marketing company, so you got to get in touch with a person. If you need a person, let me know. Again, I'm not selling, um, but I love their products because they're clean. Okay, and my son, within three days of starting to use the products, no eczema, and he's never had an issue with it ever again. I actually had quite the case of rosacea when we started using Arbon, and within a couple weeks, it was gone, and I've never had it again. Uh, it's really worked well for me. I also, I like their products because they're clean and because they, uh, they have a whole project for sustainability, okay? Uh, another household cleaning products I use are Norwex. I love Norwex. If you need a, need a girl, I got a girl, she's amazing. Norwex is basically um, cleaning products for your home. It's not just the, the chemicals that you might use, um, but it's also cloths. Actually, uh, I have a Norwex mask, um, so they make masks. Shoot, I don't have any here, but I also have an eyeglass cleaner that's the best one in the whole world. But their uh, cloths that are made just like this mask uh, have silver in them, and it's a microfiber, but with the silver, the silver is known to kill bacteria and viruses, FYI. Uh, they, they can't say that, you know. Uh, they are under um, strict guidelines that they can't say that because of FDA rules. I can say that because I have nothing to do with it. I'm just a customer. Uh, and there's whole demonstrations that they can do to show you that. And so it, it helps me eliminate things like paper towels. We don't need paper towels anymore because we have Norwex cloths. We can use it. We can literally just wash it off with water. We don't even need chemicals and then dry it. And the silver kills everything that might be caught in there. So you can reuse over and over and over again. Uh, They have things like mops and I love the, the kids love the dust mitt that they have. Uh, So it's a really easy way to clean your home without the harsh chemicals that can cause toxicity in your body, leading to more stress. And because you're using cloths instead of paper towels, you're saving on those finite resources, okay? obviously your your household goods, your soaps, your personal care um, excellent nutrition is is a um, a good thing, so you know you can definitely look at things like organic um, i i've been looking at um, several different things as far as nutrition goes, but I also love isogenics products so if you're into shakes or bars that kind of thing um, you might want to look into them as well so the point here is not. It's, it's a mindset shift. It's saying, how can I get what I need, really good quality products because I deserve them, right? You deserve to clean your home without harsh chemicals that are going to make you or somebody else in your family sick. You deserve to have high quality products that when you're washing your hair, you know, you get a good return and you're not making yourself sick or giving yourself cancer, Okay. You deserve to save money by using cloths instead of paper towels, okay? Uh, you deserve to be sick, or excuse me, well instead of sick. So when we're looking at more is not always better. more paper towels aren't always better. more chemicals aren't always better, right? It's just a mindset shift. How can you get what you need, protect your yourself and your family, and protect the planet in the, in the same way, okay? All right, so really what we're talking about is how do you want to show up in the world, right? And it's not just with this principle of nature, but all the principles of nature. How do you want to show up in the world? So I would highly recommend that as you're going through life, that you do regular checks on all of the principles. Okay, where, am, how am I doing with this one today? How am I doing with this one? You can just pick one a day or one statement a day and just check in, okay? So that's 33. So even if you picked one a month, you'd still have some left over, right? Okay. Um, Yes. So I, I, I'm looking at my notes here. I remember doing this because as I was sitting there thinking, how do I want to show up in the world? I was thinking of more and like grand and small, more and less. Do you want more grand gestures of love or more small gestures? Um, Do you want to give large donations or do you want to give intentional donations? So there's a lot of emphasis sometimes when I'm working with nonprofits on the great donors, right? We're going to put their name on the wall. And I think, you know, that, that's okay, but it's going back to this is more is not always better because sometimes the intentional donation of the person who's like, you know what? I don't have a lot, but you've, you're doing really great work. I'm going to give you $10 a month. There's a lot more power and love in that donation than there is in somebody who says, "I need a good tax write-off at the end of the year." Okay, um, do you want to uh, more work hours or do you want to have more intentional work hours? I think that's where I'm shifting. You know, in the space of small business owners and entrepreneurs, there's a lot of folks who believe in the hustle. Listen, I'm probably one of the people that has the greatest work ethic in the world. I I can honestly say that looking back on my life. If I choose to do something, you best believe it, it will be done. Okay? And I will work hard until it gets done. I believe that hustle actually does help. However, I'm coming to the point in my life where I realize hustle is not it because more is not always better. Sometimes you need to sit back and say, how can I be more intentional, not put more hours in? Okay. And uh, do you want more leader led accountability or personal accountability? This is a good one for you leaders out there. Think about that. Do you want to always come around your people and check on what they're doing and, you know, say, come on guys, let's go, let's go and always provide them accountability Or would you like them to step up and say, okay, you're going to be accountable for for this thing. All right. You said you were going to do X, Y, and Z. What's your plan? How are you going to check in on it? When are you going to report back to me? Right? So again, how do you want to show up in the world? Because guess what? You get to design everything in your life. I mean, everything, your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, your schedule. It might not seem like it but you do, okay? So more doesn't always fix everything. Now, I do believe that there's, you know, more is good in in some aspects. I'll give you a great example and then we'll transition. So I've been in education for a long time and I think education and the system is important to me. The one thing that really, really bothers me though is education and its relationship to money, somehow, somewhere, somebody has said, the problem is that we just don't have enough money. That's not the problem. The problem is you don't know what to do with the money when you get it, okay? And I'm sure those of you who are in education, you understand that, probably even maybe more than I do. You have better examples. Uh, And so I'm on a mission to really get people who are making the decisions with money to stop. Before you write that check, let's really think about what you're doing and how you're doing it and how is this going to affect the whole system, okay? So you can begin doing that. Uh, I I did a budget review a few weeks ago, and I found that there's a few things that we're paying for that I'm like, "Uh, why are we paying for that? We're getting no return on that at all. And then there were a couple things that I I asked my husband, why are we paying for this? It was some uh, life insurance policy on top of other ones, And I realized, oh wait a minute, it's like an $8 a month life insurance policy we just bought for all three kids. So when they turn 18, we're gonna sign it over to them and they will have this huge policy um, that's gonna help them in the future. I'm like, I can get on board with that, right? So go through your principles of nature and ask yourself every day, take at least one of those statements and say, how am I doing with this? How do I wanna show up in the world today, okay? Awesome. Okay, so again, look in the description for the search engine link. That'll give you quick answers for for problems you have. If you absolutely need my help, you have an emergency, you can text me. And we will be back on November 5th uh, for our next Zoom. And I cannot wait to to talk to you then. Awesome. See you later. Bye-bye.